Hello and welcome to the TTT podcast. We are live on the show floor on the final day. I am joined by Laura Griffiths, Deputy Group Editor. And Sam Davis, Assistant Editor. As we have been every day. It's the final day of the show, guys. How are you feeling? Tired. Really tired. What yeah. time did you both get to bed last night after the TTT Awards? Um, One. Yes. In the morning, which was earlier than the previous nights. So. Yeah, and to be fair, we were the disappointing ones as well, other people. Yeah. I've been disappointed every night. Oh, no, yeah. first night. oh yeah, first night. Oh yeah, first night was accosted at the bar by a man, <laughs> a particularly or, or strange man, as you often are in hotels. But enough of that. Uh, TTT Awards anyway. So it was the uh, celebration of the design to manufacturing innovations. Um, it was the second version of it, hosted again by Robert Llewellyn, who you got a picture with, Laura. Are you happy? I did, yeah. I meant to get one last year, but... Oh, I thought no one do it this year I'm just going to embarrass myself they might not invite him back so <laughs> Sam did you get a photo with him? I didn't I didn't even meet. I still haven't met him actually two years running he's a really uh, nice fella I got a photo with him a professional photo of him as I picked up a Hall of Fame trophy last night but uh, that wasn't for me that was for somebody else but <laughs> should we, we kind of ran through we've run through the Hall of Fame inductees a few times we know that it was Carl Deckard Greg Morris and Ellie Sachs mm-hmm. I thought Greg and Ellie's speeches were particularly good yeah um, Ellie's was very heartfelt and his, um, Ellie's was quite funny I thought yeah it's funny he had a funny story yeah, yeah. a story about his families and things like yeah, that and yeah. yours yeah. he was on your table wasn't he Laura with he his was, wife he was yes with his wife we both both lovely people um, and I did appreciate that he ended his, his speech with the whole um, his father helped to coin the 3D printing yeah. term fact so uh, yeah I thought, it, I thought it was really great great little speech I'm glad he did that then because I was trying to get that out of him at the panel <laughs> session and he wouldn't give it up and I thought why isn't he giving this up That's he was why. saving it for the evening <laughs> We'll start with the uh, Aerospace Application Award for 2018. Laura, do you want to tell us who won, who was highly commended in that category? Yes, so uh, highly commended first was the Liquid Rocket Engine Injector and Tetley 3D Systems with DLR and PLD Space. And then the winners who were on my table uh, were Be Very Creative, which was for Project Melt with the European Space Agency, Partners, Samantha Space, OHB System and Active Space Technology. So a really great project and it was really cool because I don't think they were a completely obvious winner. You know, they're not the biggest name in the industry but they were so excited and so happy to win that award so it was really nice to be on that table and it turned out to be a bit of a winner's table that last night so I think I was the lucky charm yeah I think um, Be Very Creative was certainly the most appreciative winners of the evening Um, they were delighted to win that award I think it was a bit of a surprise and I think um, this goes for a lot of the TCD awards I think people think that um, you have to be this big massive company to win an award you have to be an Airbus but innovation happens at all levels Um, there is another award for that type that we'll touch on but a smaller company pipped everyone else to the post Um, I was quite impressed by some of the smaller companies and what's good is that you know it's not us who are voting for it it's the TCT Experts Advisory Board who are judging I didn't I picked one Sam I had one chosen one Um, but yeah it's the TCT Experts Advisory Board who are picking these projects so they know what they're talking about they know where the innovations come so but we'll move on to the uh, Automotive Award, and I'll talk a little bit about this because it was because uh, it's the only thing I ever talk about on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but the highly commended was uh, the Light Hinge Plus, uh, which the tech lead was Simufact Engineering, and the end user was EDAG Engineering. Um, they the thing that won was actually is kind of similar. Um, it was the BMW i8 Roadster SLM bracket, um, and I know that Dominic, who also uh, was part of the keynote this morning, he. Um, He'd had a little bet going with his colleague Max. Max works in the metals, Dominic works in the polymers, uh, as to who would pick up an award or whether both of them would pick up an award. I won't spoil it for those that don't know, but 
uh, it's coming up in the next category. Uh, but Dominic showed me a picture in the evening that was uh, all of his friends, all of the friends from Metal 3D Printing at Oktoberfest. It looked like they were having a fun time <laughs> at his expense. Uh, we'll move on to the Consumer Product Application Award. Sam, do you want to give us a bit of, about that? Yeah, so highly commended, and as you've just referred to, there's a uh, mini yours customised, uh, tech leads, HP Carbon, EOS, and yeah, obviously BMW. <laughs> um, and then the winner um, for a second year running, I believe, was Carbon for the Vitamix nozzle and using Vitamix. Uh, and that was. Um, they, they completely redesign um, the cleansing nozzle, uh, blending equipment kind of thing, and a lot less material. Those are what I'm going to say something a bit controversial here, Sam. I know what you're going to say, Dom. <laughs> uh, for me, that award should never have been in that category. We don't pick the categories either. It's the uh, yeah. the people that submit to pick the categories. It's To me, that's a fantastic application that would have suited the industrial applications yeah. because it was a part that is, I think uh, Phil DeSimone, who picked up the award last night, said that the injection moulding version would break down every four months. Yeah, yeah. And this one lasts a lot longer. Um, it's a really great piece of um, kit, but yeah, I'm all still for mini yours customising it. <laughs> they should have been. They should have won. We'll move on to the Creative Application Award now. Uh, Laura, do you want to give us a bit about the Creative Application? Yeah. So on this one, I really like the highly commended winner too because um, it was the ancient Roman helmet from Custom Prototypes, which we first saw at AIMUG earlier this year, and it's an absolutely gorgeous gorgeous piece um, it's just got the most perfect finishing you've ever seen uh, and then the winner I absolutely loved this as well it was the Embrace um, Jewelry Project with Embedded Gemstones from Cups and Gold um, and Bolton Stoney were speaking on the TCT Combat stage yesterday so it's just it's just a really great project absolutely beautiful um, piece of jewelry and I like this especially because we're in Birmingham and actually going to visit um, the Birmingham Jewelry Quarter and seeing some Cups and Gold pieces in the flesh was one of the first trips I ever went on with TCT so it was really nice to see some it's actually women on the TCT Awards I think I had one of the judges on my table I'm not going to name him but people would have known he was sat at my table and he sat next to me uh, for this and he said that he really wanted the ancient Roman helmet to win yeah. but he felt like it would have won a finishing category mm. which we don't really have we have post-processing it tends to be about post-processing hardware yeah. so uh, I think that ancient Roman helmet I think I'm right in saying it won the finishing it award at AMUG yeah. as well uh, yeah that was a, it's a really nice piece that but yeah as you said the um, it's great to be in Birmingham the home of UK jewellery yeah. and uh, see a winner like Cooks and Gold and that Embrace product. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll move on to the hardware awards for non-polymers, which I think was a little bit of a surprise in, was the Sam? Uh, yeah, so highly commended was uh, the desktop metal production system uh, and then the winner all the way from Australia was uh, Light to be 3D, uh, the uh, concentrate Lauren, you know a little bit more about SB3D. Give us a bit of the details about it. Yeah, so I was I was actually really happy that these guys won because it's a genuinely really different type of technology. It, it is based on, it's kind of based on a well-known process in the industry. Um, so you basically, you're, you're spraying um, metal particles um, really quickly, so it's this really fast deposition. Um, so it's just a really, really fast way of creating parts. And when the parts come off, they're quite... Um, they're quite bulky they're, they're not they're not like highly intricate little parts but what they're actually looking for is like genuine genuine manufacturing applications going into like heavy industries where they don't really need like these highly delicate parts and just being able to produce them really quickly we kind of made a bit of a which I thought was a joke last night that they said they're going, going to be trying to they're doing light speed now they're going to go to hyper speed 
uh, very, very soon. So I, maybe that wasn't a joke. I yeah. don't know. I, could, I, took that I think he said warp early. speed. Warp speed, that's Before what it he was. Said warp yeah. speed. I don't know whether that was a joke aimed at Robert Llewellyn uh, yeah. of Red Dwarf fame, but I'm not sure. That go of my I think one of the things as well about that technology that's really interesting is that uh, I may well be wrong in saying this, but I think they do away with the inert gases um, that are required for a lot of other metal yeah, additive right. manufacturing systems. Yeah. And I think that, that uh, it's one of those things that people don't really realise on the show floor that you're going to need some argon or you're going to need something like that mm-hmm. um, in order to stabilise your print. So to take that away and to be doing, I mean, as you say, they're, they're near net shapes, they're not uh, perfect shapes. But yeah. That, that could fit right into a current manufacturing workflow and change, save a lot of materials. Uh, we'll move on to the hardware award for polymers. I like this one a lot. Yeah, I'll pick this one up. Um, highly commended was a Centium high speed extrusion um, we, when they partnered with BASF. Uh, but the winner was actually E3D Tool Changer by E3D Online. E3D are this like. Um, I think I counted actually on their website yesterday that they have 15 people in the team um, and that includes the accounts department and things like that so it's a really small outfit based in Cambridge who are doing something with that tool changer which is a total step change in the way we've all thought about multi-material extrusion based 3D printing mm-hmm. previously you've always had two nozzles or you've had uh, you know a mixer nozzle and there's been problems with purging and there's been problems with uh, materials like gradients into each other Uh, but this is a really novel process which uses kind of like a factory pick and place and it goes and grabs another head prints with it and E3D are obviously famous for their nozzles their extrusion nozzles Um, so yeah I think it was a really nice bit of kit and it was really nice to see a British company pick up an award for in a category that had some big players and so we'll move on to the uh, TCT Healthcare Application Award now. I think we'll go, uh, Laura, do you want to pick this one up? Yeah, yeah. So um, funnily enough, these th- one of these was actually one of the presentations I sat in on yesterday. Um, so the highly commended was a single socket upper limb prosthetics. Um, tech lead was um, EOS with end user glazed prosthetics. The winner was um, pre-op planning model AIDS World First Surgery. Tech lead was Axial 3D and the end user was Belfast City Hospital. And as I mentioned in yesterday's episode, um, there was one of the speakers, uh, Brendan Gallagher, on the stage to stay in the, in the medical track just talking about how they are using medical models to really um, aid better surgery so that was really nice to see them pick up an award after I'd been completely blown away by that presentation because it really just picked up on some things that I'd never considered in the medical sector before so I think they said when they picked up that award that they probably would have uh, had they known they would have changed the name to something a little bit catchier, <laughs> catchier than pre-op planning model AIDS world's, world's first surgery but it's a really interesting case study that, to that the they point. did yeah um, I think it's a yeah uh, a 22 year old girl who had uh, end stage kidney failure and she uh, was able to get a uh, viable transplant from her father which was probably some viable because of their software because of their their hardware capabilities also because of their post-processing okay we'll go on to the uh, TCT industrial product application award Sam do you want to pick this thing up because I think you know a bit more about both of these things than I do okay so this was the TCT industrial product application award uh, and the highly commended for that was uh, a project I think we mentioned in the Tissue preview podcast a few weeks ago, which was uh, Defam Roller Frame Bearing Cages by uh, Bowman Additive Production um, for John Conley Bearings. Uh, and then there's a host of partners, EOS, Europe, 3D, Dynamaturing, 3D, UK. Uh, but the winner for this category was uh, Must Customize. Sorry. <laughs> but the winner for this category was Mass Customization of Copper Inductors 
uh, technically being Trinkler 3D and the end user being Protein. And uh, Trinkler a German company, I think, who have a software called Paramate, um, which um, kind of automation based lets you sort of streamline the design of not just industrial components but kind of jewelry or anything really. Um, so, yeah, it's a cool technology. I think we picked up on Trinkle yesterday when we were talking about the Rutland Plastics rippers, the customization things. Yeah. Am I right in saying it won that? They won last year too? Okay. So two years in a row, maybe? Maybe. maybe. We'll see. We'll move on to the TTT Materials Award for uh, Polymer Systems. Yep. Uh, Sam, do you want to pick this one up? Yeah, so uh, highly commended uh, was EPX82, uh, Technique Carbon, and the winner was Sabic for the EXL filament on the name. It's, uh, ridiculous. Robert Llewellyn seems to have a good time saying that yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's an FEM filament that is kind of shatterproof, so if you apply pressure in the middle of a part, normally it kind of shatters and it's, um, you know, nasty, whereas with this material it's a clean break. Okay. Um, I think that's quite important. I think that, uh, I'm going to say it again, for the BMW case study for the Mini Yours customised. <laughs> never heard of this. Never heard of it. It's really, it's really interesting. Should have a look at it. But uh, one of the things about that material is that they didn't want it to. It couldn't shatter for a safety test. It, could, it had to just break. So I think this is a similar, similar. thing. And Sabic are a uh, chemical giant who have went to the industry a couple of years ago. So yeah. it's again, it's a really. And I, I think this guy was on my table as well. He was pretty delighted. He said uh, on the table when someone was asking him what he was doing, and I was here with him. Um, you know, Sabic is. A, is a company that got 35,000 people working for them yeah. and the additive manufacturing is a very small arm of that but uh, it's a really fastly growing arm uh, so yeah it's another interesting one I did speak to Savic at Formnet last year um, because it's 10 months ago I've got most of that information but it is on the website so go and have a look at that next up is the TCT Materials Award for non-polymers uh, Laura do you want to just pick this one up the highly commended was Copper C18150 by Stratus Direct Manufacturing, a highly catchy name again. Um, and the winner was Nanosteel with the BLDR Metal L40 material. Um, and yet another person that was on my table, my winning table. Um, yeah, so th they were really, really happy to win. Uh, Nanosteel is obviously a, a, a big company. It's been in the industry for quite some time, but only an additive for like, the last few years. Um, so it's you know, it a big deal for, for those guys to come in and, and win this. And they also, um, if I remember correctly, they won one of the awards at Rapid Plus TCC earlier this year. It was an innovation award there, and, and they took that home as well. So it's been a, a really nice year for them, and it was it was great to be on their table and celebrating. I won't uh, I won't uh, reveal who it is, but somebody came up to me during the network and the drinks afterwards. Uh, a big company in the industry, a big metals company, and they said to me, "Can you put me in touch with those nano steel cars because we need to talk about the materials in our machine?" So okay. yeah, that's what happens at the TCC awards. Friends <laughs> are made. Uh, we'll move on to the TCT Metrology Award. I'll pick this one up. The uh, highly commended was the Arctic Leo system, and uh, the winner was the Aircraft Damage Assessment. Tech with the tech leaders, 3D systems. The end user was EasyJet, and partners were OR3D. This is a really um, interesting case study that involves. This is a really interesting case study that you know involves making our flights safer. Um, They've, they're using ferro scanning arms to basically, as some of the planes land, scan them, making sure there's nothing happening wrong with them. Then they check them all off in the Geomagic 3D system system. Yeah, it's a really like really good application that shows, uh, shows big industry players like EasyJet moving on quickly with the times and trying to innovate. But we'll move on to the TCT Post Processing Award 2018. It was a new award for this year. What did uh, Who came out on top, Sam? 
Uh, well, as the person who, again, will remain nameless, sitting next to me mentioned, it is the most sexy award. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was being sarcastic. But uh, I know who it is, <laughs> and I'm hoping that, that we can reveal, exclusively reveal through the images that we get from the show who it is, Sam. Well, yeah, that is for people more observant than that. Highly commended was uh, the print product workflow, uh, Technic Dimension, um, again, partners. EOS, Daimler, FKM, Simpson Technic, and IC Berlin. And the winner for this award was uh, D-Lite Metal Dry Light Electro Portioning, another catchy title. Um, and the technique for that was Steros GPA Innovator. Yeah, I think it's a uh, it's a te- te- finishing technologies and post-processing technologies quite varied because obviously you've got vibro finishing techniques, you've got yeah. dyeing techniques. I think um, that electro polishing technique won because it's novel for metal parts and we don't see too much finishing specifically for metal parts I think most of the finishing techniques for metal parts are techniques we've been using for a long time people like Rosler and, uh, with their tumbling systems mm-hmm. so this is, was nice because it was a very specific one uh, we'll go on to the TCT software for 2018 and I, I'll throw this over to Laura so the highly commended was Axial 3D Ashore from Tech Lead Axial 3D and the winner was Materialize with Materialize East Stage for Metal. We talked a little bit about East Stage for Metal already on this podcast and it is such an impressive piece of software. You said yourself at IMTS, you, you had a look at it and it was just crazy, just the, the actual, the, the amount that people are saving by using uh, this software and Materialize, as I mentioned yesterday, call themselves the backbone of the industry for their software for a very very good reason so this was this was well deserved and there was a woman sat very close to me who before they even announced the winner she went well I know Materialize have won this <laughs> I think we had um, I had Greg Morris sit, sat to the right of me and I had um, the person who shall remain nameless from the earlier part of the podcast to my left but I turned to Greg Morris when it won I said is it good technology that Greg and he said yeah it's good so you know Greg Morris that was a Greg Morris seal so the final award for the last night was the TCT Rising Star Award. You know, it looks to uh, showcase the, well, rising stars in the industry, the companies who are doing new things and innovative things. Uh, the highly commended in this category was Speed 3D, mm-hmm. who obviously had picked up the hardware award for non-polymers. Uh, but the winner was Heiter Technologies. Um, they're a really innovative UK company who are specialising in building uh, heat exchanges and thermal cooling. Uh, they had a um, case study in the magazine not that long ago about with Delta Motorsports about how that they were extending battery life, and obviously that tied quite nicely into to what Robert Llewellyn was going on about earlier on in the evening. He was talking a lot about electric cars. Yeah. There's actually a fair amount of electric car talk in that uh, <laughs> last night because there was the BMW i8 Roadster. I'm just going to say the word BMW again. And uh, you're banned yeah. from saying that. Well, I'm going to say it in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. I, they're really deserving winning. It was really nice to see um, Innovate UK being able to uh, give them that award as well. Obviously, uh, partners on the um, TCT Awards, Innovate UK, Robin Wilson presented them with the award. But it, it was kind of nice closing to it because obviously this is the UK show. Uh, the awards celebrate international innovation, but it was quite nice to get that uh, that one over the line and we had nothing to do with it either. <laughs> I think that um, that ties up everything from the awards last night. Is there any more for any more? Anything that you spotted there? Um, no, not really. It was just it was just a really nice night to be honest. Again, it was lovely to be on a table with so many winners and a, and a hall of famer too. But 
it was just it was just a good positive atmosphere I found which was really nice to see other people kind of supporting each other and even the, the one the one poor person that was on my table that didn't win the award and everybody else did even he was really happy just, just to be there so yeah it was just it was, I think it was just a great night did you have a good night Sam? I did no winners on my table though wait well yeah two nominees but not, not even a highly commended we had two Hall of Fame trophies on the table by the end of the night and yeah. uh, one trophy for Carbon I think were also on our table it's halfway through the final day of TCT show 2018 uh, it's been a really good show so far uh, this morning I've been in the keynote sessions uh, I was moderating those um, they started off with uh, Natural History Museum uh, they were talking about how they were scanning the blue whale and the project was absolutely unbelievable one of the really fascinating facts I got from that was that um, when they took the blue whale down they've always cleaned it they've always cleaned it but the top of it it's been so close to the roof they've never been able to get to clean it so there was 80 years worth of dust Ugh. on top of it but what <laughs> being a museum obviously they didn't just dust it off they collected all the dust and they're now using that dust to examine what the air pollution in London and how the air's changed over the <laughs> Is. They, uh, they never let something go to waste as a museum um, but obviously they brought up that important topic of conservation and on the back of what happened in Brazil early last month um, but this project the undertaking of this project is enormous and amazingly Natural History Museum uh, this was their first project using 3D scanners they bought 3D scanners earlier this month I think they bought some two crayoform ghost scanners and a pharaoh arm uh, and their undertaking was to say, let's take the biggest thing that's in our museum, take it down, uh, then they scanned it all, digitised it. One of the things they did, which I really liked, was that they, when they first, when they first found that blue whale, it was actually washed up on uh, the shores of Wexford and Ireland. It, um, the guy that bought it, he bought it for £111, he sold the meat for dog food. <laughs> he turned the blubber into oil and then he sold the skeleton to the Natural History Museum. But nobody had ever really seen blue whales. We didn't have marine biologists. We didn't have marine photography then. So nobody knew how they were. So the way the skeleton has been in the museum for 80 years is just the way those people saw from some drawings. Um, so what they were able to do is they were able to take the skeleton apart after they 3D scanned it and then they 3D printed a smaller mock version of it and they started to pose it like a blue whale would pose. So when you see it again now, where it is back in its place, it's actually been like posed better poses more of what a blue whale would look like which I found really interesting yeah. that they so they 3D scanned for conservation purposes but they've also 3D printed something to then help them decide how it goes back into the museum Tell us about BMW Dan uh, I won't go on about I won't go on about BMW too much but Dominic Reitzel did a keynote this morning it was packed out um, it was all about the mini it was customised really which obviously came highly commended not didn't win much to his disappointment <laughs> Um, but yeah his talk was great but I think I'll move quickly on to the uh, the third talk of the day which was PepsiCo um, I had no idea going in what PepsiCo did with 3D printing I presume that they use it in the prototyping stages the actual amount that they do is quite staggering so one of the things that they um, they showed which we will get uh, hopefully get a little bit more detail out of them for the moulding and tooling feature that's coming up next month in the magazine uh, but how that they they have these 3D printed moulds for, for their blow moulds which have to withstand huge pressures and huge temperatures. The packaging engineer this morning who took to the stage, Andrew Finney, was actually just talking about how those prototypes that come out of those 3D printed moulds 
could go on the shelf and nobody would be able to tell the difference. They'd pass all the standard regulation mm. tests. It's just that in the mass volumes, obviously, it's not suitable. Um, but one thing it did make me think is he showed just the huge amount of bottles that they have to make and any fundamental, any change, slight change in the design process fundamentally changes the manufacturing process. So they, you know, they have to involve manufacturing at all steps of the design process as well. It all has to be synced up. You finished a talk with a case study about Black Panther, which I think we discussed last night, Laura, is the only good superhero movie in the past 10 years. I mean, I think that's what you said. That's what I think. Pretty sure I didn't agree. Uh, yeah, but because I like the fight on the edge of the cliff. <laughs> But, uh, they so talked, it's a good reason. They talked about how um, they developed these cans for influencers. I don't really know what influencers are, uh, but they developed these a set of cans for influencers. And it was obviously a low volume manufacturing run, and they three D printed in multi jet fusion a exoskeleton of the Black Panther's mask that would go on the edge of cans, and then they sent them out to people. And uh, with no paid advertising, they got 550 million social media impressions off the back of that. Yeah. So it, it was proof of concept that 3D printing can aid a uh, really low manufacturing run. And one of the things he said is the reason that they picked Multijet Fusion was that is because of the longevity. They could have printed it in SLA, they've got a number of technologies in, in house at PepsiCo, but uh, Multijet Fusion has proved to them to be a durable material that lasts a long time because these are designed to be collector's items. You know, I can imagine them in five years five ten years time being sold for stupid amounts on ebay but yeah they went out to certain uh, influencers i was really impressed by that peptico talk and i'm looking forward to getting a bit further in detail with that because mm. i swapped cards to the guys so that we can get some stories for tct magazine cool. laura what have you seen this morning um so this morning um i have been speaking to to Arkema about um of course that is manufacturing materials i've invested an awful lot in in am um, over the last year i think it's 30 million euros in their latest um, centre of excellence which is specifically for resins but they do have centres of excellence for um, extrusion based technologies and also um, SLS as well um, so that was really interesting to talk to them um, and kind of the, the theme I'm sort of getting today is like oh but we'll tell you more at Form next as well so there's a bit to, to sort of look forward to which is of course our next uh, big event with our, our TCT conference at Form next. Um, and then also um, EOS as well, I've been talking to those guys and they've got some really nice applications on the booth and one of them, I don't know if you two have seen this before, but it's um, with a company called Gravity, a UK company, you've seen this Dan. I'll let you talk about it. Okay, so I'd never seen it before um, and basically they were just talking about how um, they're very much applications focused, they, you know, all the all the machines are they're, they're quite different you, you have to pick a machine specific to whatever your application is they're not just trying to sell people just any old machine just to sort of you know tick off a box they want people to actually be able to um, to use them and get the get the right thing that they need so this guy um has made a, it's it's a turbine arm mount and it's basically for what looks like a bit of a it's almost like a jetpack system type thing but it's not actually a jetpack and um, it's this titanium um it's this titanium component, um, which is which is lightweight because it's been additively manufactured, but it's also got a, a bionic design. It's so, so cool, and there's, there's a video of it on, on uh, the EOS stand, so if anyone sees this today and wants to have a quick run there, saying just go and have a look at it. Um, but I just thought it was I just thought it was really, really cool. And, you know, there's a lot of industrial stuff on, on their stand, so, like, automotive parts and um, there's a few prototyping projects as well. But I just thought that was, that was really nice to see. Dan, you look quite excited by this. Well, I'll tell you a little fact about that, Laura. Well, it's not a fact. Well, it is a fact. Uh, but uh, when we were sitting around talking about the TCC Awards and yeah. what we should do this year and whether we should have a showstopper outside, um, I'd actually seen a video of that gravity jetpack. 
and I found out that a lot of the parts were 3D printed. I wasn't aware of the titanium parts that mm-hmm. were printed by EOS, but yep. um, I knew that some of them, I'd seen a little uh, article in the mainstream press with a guy whose name escapes now, I think it's Richard something. He um, he was talking about how they, he 3D printed lots of parts mm-hmm. for that jetpack. And I thought that would have been really great to have over Pendigo Lake, yeah, a yeah. guy outside doing spins, but uh, obviously I was... Uh, I was shut down and we ended up having Laura London, the world's leading um, sleight of hand magician. Which we all enjoyed, except for Sam. I don't like magicians, so I'm with Sam. I was at such an angle, I could see what she did. Sam, we're not in the the realms. She slipped a card into the box with her arm. Sam, we're not in the realms of trying to diss the magic circle, they'll come after you. She was too good. But yeah, uh, as you said, Laura, it's a really impressive piece of kit, it's a really impressive piece of technology, and if you, as you've said if you've seen the videos of it it's really worth checking out yeah and just just to sort of clarify with that one so it was actually originally it was made in titanium but got changed to aluminium to be more lightweight so that was obviously done uh, by, by EOS and it's consolidated the parts from 8 to 3 components so just go and have a look at it and look at the videos on YouTube as well because it, it's, it just doesn't look it doesn't look real it's so cool what about you, Sam? What have you got planned for the rest of the day? What have you seen this morning? Uh, this morning I went to uh, Prodway's and um, got a little bit more insight about their acquisition of uh, Solidscape earlier this summer. Um, nothing, you couldn't tell me too much because obviously it's still so new that they've not figured out whether they're making any changes to the company or the team or whatever, but basically saying that they've, they've got a big play in the dental side and now it's on the jewelry side. Um, the technology's complementing each other. We've seen very excited by it, so um, we'll see what comes up. I mean, it came as a surprise to quite a lot of people, the yeah. Solidscape acquisition. I mean, we all know from the amount of times we spoke to jewellery companies, yeah. but it's still the uh, still the, probably the most used machine in yeah. the jewellery, yeah. certainly for wax 3D printing. Yeah. Um, I know that Frank Cooper at uh, the School of Jewellery, who Laura mentioned earlier, mm. they love that machine. They, mm-hmm. they uh, invest quite a lot of money in that machine. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, rest of the day, uh, I'm probably going to go and see BASF and then for the first time actually walk around the show because I've been in appointments uh, back to back yeah. for the last two and a half days. You have an appointment in three minutes, I seem to remember you telling me, Sam. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I do. So we'll, uh, I think that's a good way to wrap up the podcast. Thanks for listening to everybody. It's been a good show for so far. Have you enjoyed it, Laura? I've enjoyed it very much. Sam, have you enjoyed it? I have. I can't wait to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, everybody. Bye. Bye. See ya.